Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is photographer and DJ David Choi. I actually found him on Facebook, and he shared his journey of being sober for three years, which I thought was amazing, and I thought could be very inspiring to people right now that are going through a challenging time. So welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Janine. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure to be here. You're out of LA? Yes, I am. And now you are a DJ, is that correct? Yes, I'm a DJ. Um, I primarily do weddings, though. So I guess consider a wedding DJ. And not now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like you've had a chance to kind of focus on other things in your life right now. Yes, I did. Um, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything that's been going on since March, um, business for me has been literally non-existent. And as for a lot of people um, in our world, unfortunately, but, you know, I use it as an opportunity to, um, you know, learn more about myself and to kind of explore. So I did a little traveling and um, with my van and explored, you know, Sedona and Utah and Colorado. Great. Because um, I had the time uh, and usually I just be busy working. So, um, when you're out there in nature, you know, solo, alone, uh, you have a lot of time to reflect on the past and everything that's been going on in your life. And that's what I was able to do and just connect with nature and myself and, you know, kind of been on that journey ever since. And it's been amazing. You know, it is amazing because when this all kind of came to a head in March, I think people were thinking, oh, well, maybe by June it'll clear up and we'll go back to normal. But then I feel like if you're really paying attention to the big picture, you kind of peel away your layers and discover who you are and what the next best thing is for you. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I really hope that people are using this time as, you know, as unfortunate as it can be financially, emotionally for a lot of people, but as easy as it can be to play I'd say maybe like the victim role of why is this happening? Why is my business going down? I mean, it's kind of beyond our control. And so I knew that, you know, we have, we always have a choice um, within ourselves um, to change our attitude about our life and our current situation. And I saw this as opportunities like, okay, I can either just mope and be sad and kind of just wait until this clears, or I can use this time to work on myself and, see what other things that I can start that um, that can benefit me um, in a emotional, physical and mental way uh, instead of letting it the I guess the negativity that's been um, you know expressed through media and uh, the hardships and you know with BLM and everything that's going on it's it's you know it's a lot you know and um, but I think for me personally um, every person their own, I just saw as an opportunity, okay, well, what can I do to improve myself? And finally, you know, holding back from this trip with my van that I wanted to do for over a year, I finally, you know, pulled the trigger and took action and really went out of my comfort zone. But I just, there was so many, um, you know, beneficial rewards to just going out there, not just exploring nature, but um, just, again, connecting myself. And like you mentioned, kind of 
peeling off the layers of what was kind of even slowing me down or kind of clouding my brain or my vision of what was really out there and what was really in me once those layers were peeled. Right. I know because sometimes you get so comfortable or stuck, you limit your possibilities of growing. Oh, yeah. What, what was it that was holding you back from doing such a trip before? Well, there were tons of factors, but I would say the main thing, realistically, just to be honest, was just like my own excuses mm. of um, I can't do it. I can't make time. I'm too busy. I need to make money. Um, I need to, you know, help, you know, my dad out financially. And um, it was just, I was putting all these burdens onto myself. And, but really, it just comes down to, you know, uh, making the choice and the decision and setting a date or a goal that you're going to do it and then taking action on that and committing to it instead of holding it back and being, um, you know, true to your word you know, yes. to yourself. So I think that's, that's what it was for me to really just um, go. And not only that, I was going through a lot, you know, just life before the actual pandemic, I was um, suffering from a, a surfing accident that I, that I went into last year, um, which is pretty wild, pretty traumatic, but I was healing from that. And then I was going through relationships as well, um, too, to be exact, that really kind of open my eyes of, oh my gosh, like, you know, who I am and the, the type of relationships that I realized that I've been attracting. Um, and, and so interesting. Yeah. So it's just a lot. It just, life just throws all these things at you. And then all of a sudden then the pandemic hits and I'm just like, but that was like, kind of like my, um, the gate portal for me to like, okay, here is my chance to walk in and really, um, start to explore myself and kind of dig deep into myself and my past and just learn more about uh, who I am. That's amazing. Especially since you were able to dial into all that, like a pattern of bad relationships or maybe relationships that weren't healthy. Um, and then who you were and that, you know, I was telling somebody how I went a couple of years ago uh, horseback riding for the first time in years because my uh, daughter asked me to go, but I didn't want to tell her I was petrified of horses. Mm. I was thrown when I was younger because okay. I just wanted to say yes. And don't you get tired of saying no, you know, to so many things? I know I do. Mm. So I said yes, even though I was sick. I, I was. I had bronchitis. I got it like on the plane from somebody, but I thought I am not going to say no. I'm not going to tell her I'm scared. I'm not going to tell her I don't feel well. I'm just going to go. And here we were riding horses on the beach in Hawaii with a group of people we had never met. And it was breathtaking. And I thought, I'm so glad I did not say my typical no or my excuse. Oh, that's beautiful. And how did that, how'd you feel from that? And it sounds like it was amazing. amazing. I felt like I have to say yes to more things. I'm really letting my phobias or my, just insecurity about things from the past. You know, I think I'm a lot braver than I realized I was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and really um, just passing that and kind of exploring the unknown um, and saying yes and not really closing yourself. I, I agree. It's um, you, 
you get a lot. You can, you can get a lot, you know, yeah. um, and you just never know what you're going to get. And that's, that's interesting that you bring that up because I feel like I can come be closed off to protect myself. And I feel like a lot of people try to protect themselves and that's just kind of defense mechanism um, from say past trauma or just, just to protect their emotions and their feelings and their well-being because of something that might've happened in the past. So a lot of us can be uh, more closed off. And uh, I don't know if you ever read the book, um, the surrender experiment, I haven't. Michael, Michael A. Singer. Um, but he's like this kind of, you know, college student. He talks about his history of being a college student and, you know, he kind of became like a yogi and really like, um, just lived in his van and uh, just started saying yes to everything. Right. And he ended up, um, building, uh, a billion dollar, um, health, healthcare kind of system, um, software that, that is like a integrated interface or not interface, but like a software that helps, um, you know, pull up patients information, all that kind of things. But it's, but it all started from him just letting go and yeah. just accepting everything that comes to him in life and, and not closing off. And, and um, just his story that he reveals in that book, it's, I highly recommend to whoever's listening just to kind of not be so closed off and just kind of uh, accept what the world throws at you and not just saying no, 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 but just like, all right, well, let's see what that's about. And, right. um, and well, you and I both did that because think about this growing up. I don't know about you, but, I grew up in New York and I was told, don't talk to strangers. Mm. You're a total stranger. I, I saw you on Facebook. So if somebody said, so where'd you meet David? Oh, just randomly on Facebook. I reached out to him. You don't know me, but what a gift, right? To just have right. this conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a blessing. And I'm, I'm so happy. And this is like my first time actually even doing something like this, but um, I feel like it's just something that's just naturally um coming into my life as in yes because i wanted to share my three years of sobriety um as much as i didn't want to i feel like that there can be a lot of other people i'm sure there are a lot of people who are suffering from addiction and if i can just share my story and share my struggles that i've been through because the struggle is real and addiction is real yeah and mental health is real and it needs to be out there for people so they can open up because depression is real right and it's, it's just huge not, right now we have a mental health pandemic absolutely especially with what's going on right now and so huge. I, I just want to be open and vulnerable and really let go of my fears of not caring what other people think about me because uh, my, my reasoning be, behind it is to just to help. And because I know it's not easy and if it helps one person, I'm like, okay, cool. That that's, that's cool with me. Um, and I, th I think we just need uh, more of that awareness and, and love, uh, especially during these times. Do you think that you were afraid to reveal your true self for like a really long time? Oh yeah. Oh man. I, I'm, I realized, you know, from those past recent relationships of how insecure I was and, um, but I would let my ego be like, no, I'm not insecure. I'm, I'm masculine. I'm a man. And, you know, but they just, it just shows that a lot of us have these fears, but we're just not aware of it. 
and um, when I would create these videos, I, you know, I'm so I'm constantly thinking like, oh, what are people going to think about me? And I'm so scared of that. You are. Yeah. Right. And I and and I want people to have uh, a a certain image that is more socially accepted. But the reality is, is that no one is perfect, and everyone has their flaws. And if I can express those flaws, then hopefully, you know, it, it becomes more engaging and more understandable and people can relate with it. And uh, having that awareness and going out of my comfort zone to do that, you know, it, it definitely takes, um, you know, a little bit of courage. And I got a lot of positive feedback from I it. I noticed that. <laughs> so, um, and it's still something that's ongoing. I'm not saying that I, I completely conquered my fears and my insecurity is gone. It's still there, but I'm just slowly working towards um, trying to improve that and just be more open and um, and just kind of be myself, I guess. Well, your video, I almost thought you were a yoga teacher or something because you were so chill. You were like, <laughs> hey guys, you know, I'm going to share this with you. I've been sober for three years. Like you're just so like, here I am. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did that video in, in one take. I literally set up my camera, set up my oh, light. Right. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Um, and I sat down and I just like, I looked inside, you know, looked at my camera and I just started talking. I, I didn't pr prepare anything. I just like, I'm just going to talk. And that was my first take. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to post this. <laughs> and, um, I just posted it and I, I got a lot of positive feedback and it was really encouraging but at the same time I was so nervous of course before posting and, and after posting for several like three days um post You're like what did uh, I do well, exactly I that's what I was feeling I was like so nervous and, and I was sober and I did that <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, um, it, it, and it's still ongoing and, uh, I'm excited to see what's next, you know? How did you, um, come to the turning point to become sober? Um, well, you know, that's a deep one. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't say I was like a full on alcoholic where I would wake up every day, um, craving alcohol. Um, but I would say I was in some form, like, I guess a semi-alcoholic where I would have to get drunk, like at least two times throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And for me, in my books, I feel like that's still a problem. And uh, it just got to the point, you know, from drinking from, from high school, you know, just having fun and then going to college, drinking with French, binge drinking, and then uh, it just doesn't stop. It's just something that you just keep doing. Uh, in my case and you just I just became dependent on it and then I started to realize that um, you know it was becoming a bad habit and my relationships were getting ruined and my work it was affecting my work and it was affecting my health I gained you know almost 45 pounds wow. and, and um, my health was just really bad I was you know dealing with um you know, uh, like pains and like numbing in my hands. And it was weird. And, um, and I knew that I, I should quit, but there was, um, you know, I just, I couldn't, there was no reason for me to let it go. All my friends drank and it was just something that was just part of my life. And, um, and then my mom got sick, um, back in, uh, in December, 2015. And, um, and she was, you know, she, she was having trouble breathing and 
um, we, we took her to the ER and then pretty much she was diagnosed with, uh, with um, bleep stage four at that time. Um, Lung cancer? No, non-Hodgkin lymphoma. lymphoma. And, um, and then not only that, she was, um, you know, her immune system was just, was starting to just get really bad in the hospital. And then she contracted all these other diseases um, and she just got really sick. And, you know, she was battling, you know, chemotherapy with, with her, you know, weak Mm. immune system at that time you know, just being at the hospital, but I was really being faithful of that, like, everything's going to be okay. Um, and, you know, it was always like an up and down roller coaster of like good news, bad news, but towards, um, like in February, we were having good news that, oh, she's recovering and she's, um, you know, uh, the, the chemotherapy is working and, and her lungs was getting better, but then she was, um, yeah, it's just, just one day, it just everything just her her vitals just started to just drop and it was just so sudden and um i'm you know, so we, sorry yeah no um yeah it was uh probably um you know probably the darkest time of my life but you know i i know i'm not the only one that experiences you know pain like this i know that this is part of life and a lot of people I'm sure, uh, have lost significant others and, um, and even more traumatic ways. And, um, and for me, that was pretty much, you know, the catalyst for me to just like have just a realization. It's like, what am I doing with my life? Um, because after she passed away, like I, I was still trying to stay optimistic and just like understand that, Oh, this was just, you know, this was, part of life and but then I was holding that all in and really just you know using a mask to cover in all that grief and then it just unloaded and I was gonna say you can't you have to move through that pain you can't just hold that pain back Mm -hmm. like this massive wall of water you have to kind of let it go and process it and December 2015 is when your mom was in the hospital? Yeah. When my dad died of stage four colon cancer. Oh my gosh. So I hear you, the pain you go through and watching that person fighting and fighting and thinking maybe and no and good and bad and roller coaster ride. And it's, it takes a toll on you. I mean, a lot of times people don't think about what about the family of the victim? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge, huge weight. Yeah. Yeah. How was that moment for you, like during that time when? Like the phone would ring, and I'd think any day now, any mm. the any day, like oh, what's today? And you know, it was it was terrible. It was a t- it was just awful because like, he was diagnosed um, August two thousand fifteen, but he had this for a long time. Nobody caught it in time. Mm-hmm. So right. August two thousand fifteen, I was flying from California to Florida. Well, actually, originally to Connecticut to help them move to Florida, and then constantly flying and being on the phone a few times a day, and then every month going to Florida, and it was exhausting. Jeez, yeah. It's I... like you're—you can be talking, or your friend is talking to you, and you're not home. You're everything's just going like this. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I, I understand. Yeah. So yeah. It, it all, you know, it all came out and I, it, I just didn't know how to deal with um, the, the sadness and like, yeah. And that's when I, you know, went into more, you know, was depending heavily on alcohol during that time. Mm-hmm. And I was just in the darkest, it was the darkest time of my life. And like, that's why I know I'm like, Oh, this, like, this is, this is depression. Like yes. this is it, where you just don't care. Like I didn't care if I died or not. And you know, you, you would do just these thoughts were just so dark and I just didn't care. Um, it, it was just, uh, so when you, when you experience that and then you, you know, decide to make a change, I can't live my life like this forever. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when I just really started to focus on like, you know what, um, I'm going to just focus on my health. And I knew that the first thing I, I had to do was to eliminate alcohol. And I knew that was going to just help me. Um, you know, that was going to be like the big, the big thing for me to really just cut that out completely. Not even just, you know, notching it down, but just have it completely out of my life. And ever since then, um, you know, it's been obviously a journey and it's, it wasn't easy the first, you know, several months, but that my health started to improve. I started to lose weight and I just started to eat. Right. And like, you know, my brain was healing, you know, yes. and uh, my, my emotions during that process and through time and um, you know, with, you know, with Maybe. friends and support and, you know, eventually you're going to heal and you just become stronger. And um, you know, and that's what it's been for me. Um, you know, during the three years of being sober, I'm not saying it was easy. There was a lot of things that occurred, but I realized now that like, this is life is just an ongoing journey and there's, there's just going to be stuff that's going to be constantly thrown your way. Right. But, um, we're just going to get a little bit stronger every single time we overcome those, uh, those obstacles. You bet. I know because you kind of developed your own toolkit for how you're going to stay resilient, how you're going to deal with the next thing. Right. It's like, I, I, I don't know why I visualize baseball. Like it's, it's a curveball. It's a low ball. It's a, and you just kind of keep hitting it and just, but you're hitting, you're just do, you're going, taking care of yourself. You're doing something to take care of. I mean, you lost weight, you stopped drinking, you probably became more physically active, mm-hmm. you know, you change your priorities. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's amazing. It's, it's been great. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely thankful. I'm very blessed to be where I'm at right now, but I know that this is like literally only the beginning of what I can, you know, of how much more I can grow. Yeah. That's the mentality that I'm trying to have because I don't want to be complacent with, okay, like I did my three years of no drinking, like, okay, now I can have my drink now. No, it's like, okay, how much more can I go? How much, what yeah. else can I do to, you know, and just improve my health even more and staying consistent and learning new things. Cause there's a lot of things that we don't know about our health and uh, a lot of information that's out there and it's just kind of endless. So uh, I feel like, at least for me, we should be out there um, trying to, you know, really just, constantly be on the path of becoming the best version of ourselves. I think like you that's kind of my, my motto and it just never stops. Uh, even when you go past even 70 or even 80, you know, it's, it's, just, it's something where you're just constantly learning and you can constantly grow. And I think that it's just a, a purpose, purposeful way to, to live life. 
And so after your trip, I think I had read in your bio that you are now uh, studying to become a coach. Yeah. So that's something that I recently want to do, um, you know, during the pandemic, I, you know, since I wasn't doing any gigs, um, I just, I always wanted to like help people. I know that's very general, but as in a way with my experiences and what I had to overcome and then really sharing that with others, um, whether that's coaching or whether that's speaking or even doing YouTube videos, like what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. but, um, just, just helping other individuals. Um, because I felt like I got a lot of help, um, not just from friends, but, um, but like from like the books I've been reading during that time, which I, I never used to read books, but like I was again, like never a reader. And when I started reading these books of people of, you know, writing how to improve your health or how to become a better person or ways to have, you know, emotional intelligence and tons, thousands. And they're writing these books and revealing all these techniques and these tools that they've learned and that they've experimented with uh, to help others. And that was just so inspiring for me. And I feel like, you know, that was just, you know, oh my gosh, all these books are like a gift from God, like, you know, and all the ones that I read and that came onto my hands and the ones that I've listened to through Audible, it's just like, I want to do the same. I want to share, you know, what I've learned and all the information that I've gotten that helped me to overcome my hardships and, uh, and share it with others. And um, I felt like, okay, how about let's do, you know, maybe life coaching might be something that I may want to do and you know, I'm doing YouTube videos. So it's something still new to me, but um, it's, it's been interesting so far. And even being here on here with you, Janine, it's a, it's a pleasure just to even share. Um, and hopefully, you know, whoever's listening and watching, will we'll get something, you know, we'll get that one little nugget that will be like, ah, that is what I need to do or stepping out of, you know, your comfort zone or whatever it may be, but just to uh, ultimately just to, um, help others uh, in some kind of beneficial way that will improve their life, their health, you know, those kind of aspects. Well, the one thing I want to say before we wrap up is what you shared actually is an important lesson that in order to move forward with your life, you first has to deal with all the stuff going on. So between the emotional stuff, the physical stuff, everything, you were able to fine tune yourself, become a better version of yourself, and then find a new path. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Really awesome. Yeah, it is. I, um, and I realized, you know, what, what I've been through was that, that hard time, you know, during, you know, uh, when my mom was sick and then, you know, trying to, you know, overcome alcohol because I failed multiple times. Um, you know, that was my time and that was my period in my life where I was, you know, going through a really hard time and other people go through these times and different timelines of their life. Right. Right. And so we can never really know what life is going to throw at us. So, um, you know, having people aware of these tools to be prepared or whether they're going through this right now, I think, you know, a lot of people, especially right now, is, is you know, it's probably de- dealing with difficult times. And, um, you know, 
you know, us doing the, this and sharing the awareness and, you know, talking about things that will help and be positive. I just feel like uh, we need to do that. And for me, I just feel like it's my time to share that with others. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I want to say something too about loss and grief that there's no time frame for somebody to get over someone. Mm. And I don't think you yeah. really get over losing a parent, a best friend, anyone. You don't have to get over it. You can move forward, but then we're kind of left with these scars, mm-hmm. you know, and that's okay. And, you know, you move at your own pace, but just taking that little step and moving forward just helps. It creates kind of momentum and positivity. Absolutely. I agree with that. I'm glad that you brought that up for whoever may be listening and maybe dealing with the loss of, of someone uh, in the past or, or even recently um, that every, every, I realized that every individual has their relationship with that significant other. Right. And that relationship is specifically between just them and it's that emotional bond and the connection and the experience that they had that no one else will really be able to understand. Right. And so because of that, it's so special. And when you lose someone like that, it can take years or, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years to really, you know, get over it. And like you said, some, some, I, even the other week, I, there was a, a week where I was thinking about my mom every day in bed and like, you know, I, I, I would bring up a lot of emotions and I would try not to, you know, I would try to hold in my tears, but I, sometimes I'll just let it out. And, and that would be from like, you know, a month of not thinking of her. And then just during that week, right. it just occurred. Yeah. Um, so um, like you said, those scars and uh, those, those, that emotional bond and the past, the, the experience that you have in you, uh, it's going to pop up from time to time. Yeah. And uh, whoever's listening, I think what you mentioned is that just taking it step by step and um, knowing that, okay, you made it, you know, the next day, mm-hmm. what can you do to keep, uh, keep improving yourself? Right. And, and, and that is a gain, you know, whether it's just one step forward or just, you know, whatever that is for that individual, I think any kind of gain or getting through that day, even that is uh, something that a person should be um, proud of and should, you know, congratulate themselves because we need that. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you? Well, um, I am on social media. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at David Young Choi. That's C-H-O-I, Eyes and Isaac. And you can find me on YouTube as well. Um, YouTube.com slash David Young Choi. Same thing. Um, and that's where I'm just kind of just trying to share the positivity and encouragement and uh, again it's still it's still the beginning for me and i'm still just kind of starting out with this but um yeah follow me if you guys want to follow my journey and um hopefully i get to you know get in touch with whoever and we can just chat and connect yeah. just like how we're doing here with uh, janine and fantastic thank you so much for having me i put your bio and this conversation will be up on my show blog it's get the funk out show dot and i'll let you know when the link is up 
Wonderful. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, see what we talked about. <laughs> this has been yeah. great. I want to thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. It's, it was new and it's exciting. And uh, thanks for... Beginning of many for you. Yes, absolutely. As you as well, Janine. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Be well. Okay. Take Talk care. to you soon.